How's it going, Yamitators? Episode 152 with Nick Flanagan. Guys, this episode was so cool. We we talked about uh, Canada. We talked about video games. We talked about movies. We talked about comedy. We we covered a lot. We talked about, um, you know, politics and all the crazy shit that's going on right now. Um, this was a very great episode, and you guys should listen to it. You're already listening. Keep listening. But, you know, tell other people, too. Go to Facebook. 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 Go to Facebook.com slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Uh, like the page. Tell people about it. Tell me to write on the page, you know? Just comment on the page and say, where's all the latest episodes? Why haven't you posted them? Because I'm bad at posting on the Facebook one. Uh, iTunes. Stitcher. Whatever you're listening to this on, pause it for for a minute. No, well, I mean, pause it at some point. Go and rate it. Review it. Get the word out about Yamatat. Duplex Comedy Suplex was awesome. We had David Dorward and we had Ramon Rivas. Blazer Ramon. Um, so keep telling people about the show. Keep coming out. Um, it was very fun. We had a good time. So if you're not coming to the show, you're missing out. And if you are out of town, then, you know, just fly in. Just fly in for the night. Come to Duplex Comedy Suplex. My Twitter is Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. The show's Twitter is Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. There's a donate button on yamatat.com. Um, my face it font is done. Hashtag face it font. I'm going to copyright it and uh then i'll have my own font so that'll be dope and you know what yam it up you guys with me and nick flanagan it's, it waters it down and it steals volume uh, okay well that's your think yeah thinking of it very very much in a way where i'm like the restaurants are, are <laughs> in this oh yeah this is uh this is my room and also the studio Look at your bed. Yeah. We'll fold it up. Do you mind if I get a glass of water as well? Absolutely not. And my second question <laughs> would be about charging this. Oh, yeah. Here. And I'll also turn it up to airplane mode if you'd like. Oh, do you have a charger for a five by any chance? Uh, you might not, do you? I don't. I personally don't. Um, I've got a good solution. I'll just turn off my phone anyway. <laughs> podcasting. So it doesn't matter. And then I will have the exact same charge that I had before, and I live like 15 minutes away, so you know, cool. I'm taken care of. I'll, uh, I'll grab you your water. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That is nice. to go radio silent <laughs> just internet that. radio silent yeah, internet radio silent yeah. what's up how are you doing i'm all right you know i i uh been delivering a little bit for postmates oh, and that's cool um yeah that's supple- supplementing my income a little bit 
And then just trying to get acting jobs, you know? Is this me? Yeah. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. I'll move that over here. Okay. Um, although I guess having it there makes a lot of sense because I'll be closer to the mic eventually. Yeah. Um, that's good. You have an agent, I guess? No. Oh, really? Nope. No agent, no manager. So you just are on all the websites? I'm just freeballing it, yeah. Uh, casting L- LA Casting is the one that I'm on. You should try to get on a bunch. But uh, that's more money. No. What? I don't know. It didn't cost me anything to get on Casting Frontier. Or oh, I haven't heard of that one. An Actors Access. What happened with me? Because I just got representation. Mm. Um, Congratulations. Here, thank you. Uh, here in America. Mm-hmm. That, we're not recording right now, are we? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I can't. <laughs> now I feel like pompous. <laughs> Suddenly it's like, well, I just got representation here in America. Yeah, uh, You're stating facts. Yeah, well, that's true. But uh, <laughs> I was going to give you just really boring information to start off the <laughs> podcast. No one is going uh, to... But I, I met up with the agent, and um, he was like... Uh, he was my friend's agent, and I. he was like, we like your look. That's pretty much what they have to say. Second attempt at an agent. And uh, he was like, what you got to do is you got to get on these websites. Actors Access, yeah. Casting Frontier, yeah. LA Casting. You're on LA Casting. Yeah. But, uh, my friend did tell me there's something where you. Wait, can... your agent told you to go do it, or he's. I don't think they you. they couldn't. They can only do it with one of those websites. Two of them. What? Two of them you have to do, and I wasn't. I was. I was already signed up for one of them because Canada had access to it. But, yeah. yeah, I had to do some work. You know, it's not you get an agent. They're yeah. not doing everything for you. Yeah. I turned down an audition yesterday. Yeah? I've yeah. Been, I've been there. You know what I turned down? What? Topic. You know that? You do know that product. No. What is it? <laughs> it's uh, a keratin that's like the color of your hair that people smush on thinning hair so that it looks like what? you have hair. Is it like the spray, like the old spray that the I don't think it's. This, I think it's like an offshoot of the spray. <laughs> to me, it sounds like astroturf, you know, or bonsai. Topic. 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 Hey, in its truest form. But it I is, turned it down. It is topical. Yeah, oh, it is man. truly top. T o p p i k. I turned it down. I was just like, you know, I don't love the idea of being a head in one of these <laughs> I know I didn't you, you know, know what I if I if I ended up doing one of those mm-hmm. I'd, I'd make like the weirdest faces the whole time yeah but they wouldn't even be seeing you'd be making the camera oh, because they're only on your head. head yeah back of your head top of your head but part still of your... I would know you'd know you'd be <laughs> and then the worst part was I turned it down and then today I wake up and I'm like well, you know, they probably wouldn't have even shown my face. Oh, maybe I should have done that. Yeah, they probably would have really liked me. Uh, like, how many people would have even been going out for that audition? Because everyone would have been so humiliated. But then, also, isn't there a point to it where, like, they'll see if someone declines the audition and they're like, whoa, this person's busy. Maybe we should try and get them for another thing another time. <laughs> I, I mean... Is I, that, like, part I of it? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I I think, don't, I'm not saying you were trying to game them. I mean, I think with an agent, it becomes like that. I think in your case, with L.A. Casting... When you're doing it independently, I don't know how that works. 
You know? hey, I'm my own man right now. Like, <sighs> well, you get all of the money, so that's I'm, good. Yeah, I'm Bill Murraying it. And you get like, some work. Just call my 800 number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you get some work. Get a little bit of work. Yeah, that's like good. the thing you saw that that uh, that looked good. That court show. That looked like it was uh, <laughs> hundreds of dollars, probably. <laughs> okay. Hundred of dollars. Hundred of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, that's fine. That's yeah, good. Yeah. You know, we're all... Well, that I, was... had spe- I had lines. I had oh, I had to just improv my shit. Oh, God. Non-union work is, is scary. It's <laughs> scary. I feel like you could... Non-union here could be snuff. Easily. The line is... The line is blent. Blended. The, the line is blurred, just like yeah. that song. Blurred lines. Oh, no. Not... Nobody remembers that song anymore. More important problems are facing... Society. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what's Dude, this I, podcast? I, Tell um, me. I don't. I need to know everything about it. Well, it's you and me, and thoughts. What's it called? And talk. Does it have a name? That's the name. You, you and, and me, me and thoughts and, and, thoughts talk? and talk. Is that really the name? With Doug Culp. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and for short, it's Yamatat. And oh yeah, I've I've seen you hashtag that. I think here and there. Yeah. So that's the Yamatat's good. That's the shortening of it, and that's. Uh, you know, that's the website too. And how long have you been Yamatat. doing this? How long have you been doing this? This is thing? this is episode one hundred and fifty two, sir, that we are recording right now. So you got people listening. Yeah. You got some people listening. I've got listeners in Great Britain. Oh, look, I and trust Australia. I trust something about your reach because remember Germany. I'm a, I'm on Bid Chat too. And Canada, I think. I'm on Bid Chat too. I see that you're up there all the time. People oh, are watching it. Every right? day. Hundreds of people are watching you. Yeah. That's amazing. Sometimes. Sometimes. Like, Not all the time. Today I did. You seem like you're up there like three times a day. Well, no, it's once a day. I'm only allowed once a day. For an hour. For an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. gave you an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Because like the they wanted they wanted everyone to do like very specific shows. Yeah. No, like, I didn't know. This is the show. show I had this. this I, I got, yeah. And and I they didn't like, want what you're doing. Right. And I'm just like, well, I'm just living my life, and then people can observe it. Yeah. And then call in too. Yeah. And so I like play music and shit for people. Yeah. And, um. <clears throat> Yay, nice. I'm good for okay. now, thank you. Um, positive. But yeah, that's been fun. I'm just on there every day, and I get more uh, influencer score and followers and shit. It's so funny because like, uh, I started writing a musical. Sure. About live streaming. Uh huh. And it's very meta because I'm also a live streamer, but I'm totally. Like I know it's ridiculous. So you live stream. I know it's ridiculous. And you're also on BidChat on top of live streaming. They're two separate things. Oh well, I live stream on BidChat. Okay. I also live stream on Facebook that, Live. That's on what I'm Periscope, saying. But on you see my you you could probably Twitch, be tracked back YouTube. to us stream even probably. Us stream? Isn't that the name of it? Us stream? I would see that would be like oh, what Rogan oh, would stream. The the U stream. Yeah, just U the stream. letter U. Um, or as I, I call that. it, a stream. <laughs> I remember that, but I never. Uh, I don't think I ever did that. But Bid I, chat. I only did one. I should do. Uh, they'll probably let me back, right? <clears throat> Maybe. Yeah. I've made money off of it a little bit, but still. Let's just name an item worth of what the money you've made. Um, you could probably buy like twenty dollars worth of gas <laughs> with what I made. <laughs> so fifty bucks. <laughs> Not bad. Fifty bones. Fifty dinar. Fifty dinar. Fifty bolivar. Doesn't it feel like we're? Uh, doesn't it feel like we've entered the new age? Doesn't it feel like officially with the Trump winning, 
we're in it's weird. a new era. It's very weird. Because you're driving. I was on um, maybe Hollywood the other day in Thai Town, and I looked at a, I looked at a, a convenience store. Is that what you call them that here? <laughs> I'm from Canada. We yeah. call them convenience stores. Yeah. And variety like a stores. Like 7-Eleven. Variety stores? Do you guys call them variety stores? No. Isn't that a delightfully old-timey name? I love that. Oh, variety stores. Come along. We're headed to the variety store. We have a variety. They have a variety of items <laughs> at the variety store. Yeah, we have a... It's not just one a. thing. <laughs> you got to throw in A every once in a while. Yeah, just every once in a while. Is that my... Facebook, you have a... <laughs> anyway, I passed by a convenience store. No, it's not. And uh, there was a big sign outside of it that said Bitcoin. And I was like, okay, that's it. We're in... We're officially in the future. When you're in, like, dystopian... Oh, yeah. Downtown... Cryptocurrency. Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency... That, that, that thing that comes from the internet. Also, I don't I don't know how I can explain this to people who don't live in, in Los Angeles, but it's like... Being here, and especially being mid-city or downtown... When you're walking the streets or driving around, you feel it's it is the dystopia. It it is the end of everything. I yeah. think you yeah. know, and then yeah. that's not trying to say it's the center of everything. It's actually the opposite. Or perhaps if there, it's an implosion, it is the center of everything. I think California is the in end a good. Of I think California is in a good spot. Like Prop sixty four just passed. Is that the one with weed? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're in a good spot to make everybody who lives here not care about anything happening in the world. Well, it's going to be very high. good. It's, well, it's going to be very good for the economy, too, because California is in a shit ton of debt. Uh, oh, so you're trying to get the secession uh, rolling, eh? No, uh, that's that's so funny. <laughs> Did New I extrapolate California. a bit too much from the you guy, just saying that? The guy who's like, no, we'll, we'll be our own nation. We'll call it New California. It's like, hold on, yeah. hold on. Just putting new in front of something is kind of a weird way to go about naming something. Yeah, why just not call it California? Yeah. Why not just keep the name? <laughs> yeah. And then go, we're not part of the states anymore, but that's funny. Also, and I can't really see. I can't really. Has a state ever seceded from the U.S.? No. Of a? But there's a? been there's been threats of it. Yeah, Texas talks like, about it. Um. You know, I'm sure there's other states that it happened in. Would California <laughs> have its own money? What would the money be? Fucking Bitcoin. <laughs> you know it would be Bitcoin. There's not even a question. Yeah, man. Everyone Let's just use 10 Bitcoin, Bitcoin per day. Beep, yeah. We we'll use Bitcoin because that way it doesn't really matter. Anybody can come here and we'll just open it up. Suddenly in California. Can you imagine if, if California became its own state? Like nation state or whatever it is. Is that what it is? If it became its own nation, the amount of immigration that would happen here? Oh, yeah. Tons of people would just be like, we're going there. So almost almost immediately, no, almost immediately a a Trump-style new president would come into play in California and do the same shit that people seceded to do. He'd be like, (laughs) we got to get these guys out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Man, oh man. It's, that would happen. It's crazy. I That's what would happen. I don't know what anything <laughs> that he stands for. I don't know what anything that he stands for. I don't. Cause he's, it's so he's, hard to discuss he's like, him. Oh, no. And then he's like, well, maybe not. Oh, yeah. oh, maybe I was not. talking about this with my friend. I think that there's like a lot of hard realities people didn't face about Donald Trump as an adversary here. But... 
Donnie Drumpf. But there were ways, probably deeply revisiting Reagan and his rise would probably be a start to it, even though Ronald Reagan was all basically a career politician and a minor actor, but, you know, a minor star actor. But, but you know, like, he, it seemed like he transferred to politics, you know, in his, what, his 50s or whatever, and pretty pretty seamlessly. Oh, right, because he was an actor first. And, and going, becoming a governor or a senator when you're an actor seems like it's an achievable thing. Yeah. Like, Al Franken did it. Because you have and, reach. Like, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. you know. And, and these were people who always talked about that, and Trump's always been talking about it. But what I was going to say is, like, you know, he had no history as a politician because he had not done anything politically. Yeah. So there's this blank slate. So people love that because then it is whatever they want it to be. Yeah. And then... On top of that, he was so humanized. Nobody likes to talk about that because it's um, the opposite of what... I don't know if nobody likes... Nobody likes to talk about that. I'm, I like to talk about it right nobody now. Nobody likes to talk but about Trump as a human popular, because he's a corporation. The popular <laughs> discussion about Trump for, ever since basically the Rosie O'Donnell stuff, <laughs> like yeah. 15 or, what, 18 years ago, yeah. 20 years ago, was that he was... Bringing it back up, too. Scummy, yeah. But he went on Howard Stern, you know... For about what, like a twenty-five year span, he was a talk show host for a or a talk show guest for like thirty years. You know, he was a pop culture figure for years and years and years. And um, you get the sense that he probably was cordial to his fans. You know, so I think that he was a lot. There's no politician who has that level of relatability. Because who's been on essentially the Howard Stern show, you know, yeah. where you're doing these long form interviews, you know, and, and I thought that was one of the worst tactics taken against him after uh, he, he said that stuff to Billy Bush. When suddenly there's all these articles, listen to the stuff he said on on uh, on um, Howard Stern. Oh, here's him laughing when, you know, Robin calls him a, a, sex, a sexual predator. And it's like. This is like not like, really that's the fair. Type of show that that is. Yeah, this is not really Howard, fair. Howard Stern is a show where it's like you're gonna we're gonna talk about sex in every and, and any gonna, way possible, and we're gonna say things that could get you in trouble. In trouble, later. you know. But it's like that. But the understanding is that this is a bit of an area where that's okay. You know. Right. I mean, it's, I'm a big Howard supposed, Stern fan. It's supposed so, to be a safe space, you I know. guess, right? Because yeah, in a sense, you know, going in listening to it, you're like, it's going to be raunchy. It's going to be dirty. And he's evolved the show since since you know the times the last twenty <clears throat> years. But mostly, he's evolved it out of like, you know, ableism, whatever, racism stuff, which he was totally doing till like the mid two thousands. You know, like the first few years of Sirius. And after a while, it's kind of like, okay, we get it. You guys aren't racist, but you just, this is getting tired. I would hate it. I would hate listening to Howard Stern in the nineties because he would always say, you know, bomb the shit out of them and all this stuff. You know, he would talk like he was not far from Donald Trump. The way he would talk. And I thought it was really damaging to think he was talking to like, you know, I mean, when he was on terrestrial radio, it was like a hundred million people or something. Yeah. It was like, or whatever, 30 million people. No, more than 30. Yeah. Something millions like that. and millions. Tens of millions of people. <laughs> millions. And Not millions, millions. <laughs> the rock reference to the rock. Um, so, you know, I just think that the idea that people felt familiar with Donald Trump in a way that there were no comparable politicians. I mean, he really did go completely outside of the lines, unfortunately. Yeah. Like with this. 
It you was, ah, man, it was such a fucking circus show, and I just was never comfortable. Wa- like, watching the debates made me upset and just, like, icky inside. Like, this is what I have to vote for, one of these others? Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I feel like I that makes me... I Like, one of them said nothing about Mexicans being rapists. Right. So, oh, to me, the choice was... I pretty, voted for Hillary. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and and uh, and, it and it, it would be fine if... I mean, it wouldn't be... It would be fine to vote however you vote, but it's like, I kind of... I, I think something happened in the last 30 years of uh, activism and contrarianism and conspiracy theories... Politics oh, became entertainment. Politics became entertainment, and this was a year where that really someone's like, "Yeah, man, it doesn't it doesn't even matter who I vote for. They're both just reptiles." Or you know, Alex Jones, you know, uh, like as as he said publicly, he viewed Wait, this as Alex, a, Jones? Alex Jones is the info wars prison planet conspiracy uh, theory uh, total. No, I was just telling my friend it, 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 lizard about people like all that. He, stuff? He's talked about lizard people, I think, and uh, <laughs> about about ten years ago, he was one of the first nine eleven truthers, I think, to get really famous. Uh, he's the guy. Did you ever see videos? He would dress up like the like Heath Ledger Joker style what? and like drive around cities, being like, "We know the reptilians are behind all this. We know what's really going on, Bush. We know what's really going on, McCain. We know what's happening." And we're gonna do something about it. And it's just wrestling. And he is, you know, and 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 he uh, he sells like brain pills on a show. But he became like a valid voice in this election. And oh, Trump wow. gave him legitimacy. And he says he viewed it as a libertarian coup of the Republican Party. And uh, that Trump, Trump winning. Yeah, and I think that to an extent that's true. I like. The fact that everyone is re reevaluating everything they ever thought about the Republican Party, even the Republican Party themselves, because yeah. they're just like, what the fuck? Like, no one wanted to vote I mean, for we're him. in this no really weird... Presidents. Does it feel like we're in that part, like, of a... That, is it Red Rover, where you everyone's scrambling around to, like, put themselves in place? Is that Red Rover? Yeah. And yeah. then you link arms? Yeah, and then you have to stop, and then the people who are next to you are your allies. Yeah. Like... You know, everyone's hoping for the best. Um, it's so confusing, like you said, because, you, you know, here's a crazy take on Donald Trump. Here's a crazy take on Donald Trump. He's the first president who probably is like, is he really prepared to take lives? He's never taken a life before. Being a president means you're actually, you have to take lives yeah. and send people to their to their death, you know, and, and to protect he's your country. Else do it. He's never, well, but it's still on him. Yeah. I mean, he, he'll, he'll probably not feel like, it. Yeah. yeah but he's, he's <laughs> be like, oh, you take care of that. That sounds heavy. You do it. <laughs> but he, you know, I mean, people would probably love to make like a, a joke right now. That would be like, well, Donald Trump has for sure choked 12 year old to death. Like that's probably happened. Yeah. But I mean, it probably hasn't happened. It's the truth. He probably hasn't killed a person, you know, in real life. Maybe, but I don't think so. If he's killed a person, then we got to go. Warren Buffett's killed a person. I mean, wouldn't that be ironic? Same with Matthew Broderick. Well, he really did kill a person. Oof. It was yeah. like manslaughter or something, He was, right? it was drunk driving Fuck. in Ireland. 
That oh. was why he's not in trouble as much as he is. Oh, Poor guy. Man. Have you ever listened to an interview with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker? No. She seems cool. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... So how long have you been doing stand-up for? <laughs> a really long time. So long. Yeah? Yeah. I probably started in, like, 2000... Late... Two, like, December 2000 or something? Or okay. early 2001? Dope. In Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, where I'm and, from. And so you've li- you lived in Toronto for how long before you moved out here? Uh, my whole life. I only I was born in Toronto, and then I was doing comedy in Toronto, and I was traveling and coming to Los Angeles and different parts of the world and different parts of America, and uh, and I knew that the time would one day come to be thirty six <laughs> and to say, hmm, yeah, I've got a shot. I really got a chance. <laughs> This is because it's not an oversaturated market, right? Here, there's not enough comedy out there. Here's a cool thing. <laughs> Found there was a great article in the Huff Poll uh-huh. yesterday. Huff Poll. Huff Poll. That um, said Jews need to stop identifying themselves as white. We need to stop doing that because obviously we are not being treated that way. And guess what? My mom's Jewish. Makes me Jewish. Yeah. Not white. So, if any diversity, diversity showcase people are listening to this, not white. Not a white guy. You know? Because right now, I mean, the you know, obviously with Trump, like, the white man kind of, like, took, like, a last stand, you know? Mm-hmm. They're on the top of Hamburger Hill right now. I don't know what that reference means either. <laughs> You looked at me like you oh, didn't know a, what it means. It's a movie called Hamburger Hill that oh, I think is about. No, it was a it was a war thing for sure. And it was called Hamburger Hill because of all the dead bodies on the hill. Is that right? why it was called that? I think so. Wouldn't it be nice if oh. it was a food related reason? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> like this is Hamburger Hill. All they had was hamburgers. Here, take a hamburger. White Castle had donated. <laughs> Thousands of hamburgers, and there was no other food. And these poor buggers. Welcome to Hamburger Hill. <laughs> I'd gladly give you this hamburger today and get paid tomorrow. Are you saying that there's like a hamburger magnate at the top of the hill yeah. who's like, who's like, tell you what, I give you the hamburger now. You buy a share of my hamburger company. It's like it's like the reverse of that guy from Popeye would be like I'd gladly wimpy. pay you Tuesday for right. hamburgers yeah wimpy today. loved hamburgers yeah but uh but this y- guy's making the hamburgers yeah. and giving you yeah. so I came yeah I came here at the beginning of the year <laughs> basically cool how long you been here uh I've been in LA for two and a half just about two and a half years from San Diego oh yeah but before that northern Kentucky that's where I went to high school yeah. before that Santa Maria where's that California? Yeah, Central Coast. It's like three yeah. hours north of here. It sounds pretty. It's nice. It's yeah. very nice. There's a drive-in movie theater. Oh, you want that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice... It's just like a nice thing to have real close by. Where yeah. you're like, we can go in our car and watch a movie. Put a speaker next to the window. Yeah. That's what they do, right? It's old school. It's you, fun. Now probably they put it something... You, you can, can just tune your radio. Tune oh, your yeah. radio to a, a like an FM station that's localized to like just that. That's area. So cool. Yeah, I I don't know if I've ever been to a drive-in. Oh man, yeah, they're cool. So, do you have guests on this show normally? 
Or sometimes is it just you? This show? Yeah. Oh, no, it's mostly guests. But every once in a while. But every once in a while I slip you. up and I'm just like, oops, fucking, I gotta just do an episode now. And then beep, you just boop, talk. Beep, boop. Yeah. yeah. That's probably fun. And I talk and I catch people up on my life and then, uh, um, you know, just talk about shit. Yeah. Um, that's what we're doing. Yeah. What, right what, uh, what something in comedy that you haven't done that you would love to do? And it doesn't have to be just one thing. Great question. Thank uh, you. you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, pretty much anything career-wise. <laughs> no, uh, I think at this point I've got a second comedy album ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at this. Brought it with me. Yeah. What? What audio cassette? Yeah, with a download code. The album's called Wiped Privilege. <laughs> it's been released on cassette. Oh, man. And uh, then a label called Comedy Dynamics is going to put it out digitally. They're a good label, so I'm, wow. I'm happy about that. So, I have high-speed dubbing. Oh, cool. <laughs> You're saying you want to dub it? <laughs> Give them blank tape. You can dub it. No, um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it if I can. <laughs> so, um, so I've made two comedy albums now. Yeah. It would be really fun to make, have a good... Special, special, like an hour special. I'm so, my I aim so low, step by step. I would be stoked if I had seven minutes on a talk show that was awesome. I would be stoked if I had yeah. seven, ten minutes on a show like a meltdown kind of show. Yeah. Obviously, I'd love to do a stand up special, it would yeah. be so cool. Um, maybe that could be something I could do next year or something, you know. But I mean, that's feels like a ways away but it was really encouraging to send my finished product album to the the comedy dynamics people and then they go oh yeah we like this we want to put it out because they put out ali wong baby cobra they put out chelsea peretti one of the greats they put out ron funches best selling albums uh i think they have bill hicks's discography like (laughs) it's it's a good label and so so yeah that's something i'd really like to do and i'd also love this is the dream. It would be so cool getting to make like a movie that's basically gonna bomb, <laughs> but is hilarious. <laughs> you know, like MacGruber. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or Dirty Work. Yeah. Or oh, Freddie Got Fingered. Work. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm not aiming for it to bomb. It's just in my experience when you see a movie like that, that's so specific. They never do well. Yeah, and it's very funny, and, <laughs> and they're so good. And like... You know, I mean, obviously, I'd love to have one do well. That would be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> but have you ever seen a comedy that did well that's that great? I'm including the jerk in it. <laughs> You're right. There's never there's there's not a lot of like critically acclaimed, like. Sure, something about Mary or um, what's another one? Uh, some like maybe Nutty Professor, but they're all movies with like a few funny parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not movies yeah. that are necessarily like funny all funny all the way through. Like MacGruber is basically like you're is all, all funny. <laughs> you know? I saw that as the long day as you like Will Forte. The yeah, and then I great. bought it the day it came out on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> But MacGruber was, I think, one that I skipped because I was really... I didn't really know how much I loved Will Forte when it came out in the theaters. 
because I wasn't watching Saturday Night Live regularly. Yeah. And to me, it was such a thin idea for a, a sketch, yeah. even, that I was like, come on. You know, and because and, and MacGruber was like, you know, on Saturday Night Live, it was like Toonses, right? It was like every week, it was like the same ridiculous thing. Yeah, it was and, a lot. It was so funny, though. But then the movie was like completely not that at all. It was so creative. It was a full plot, yeah. Full plot. And so many crazy things. Val Kilmer? So much. I feel like that show, that movie is really important because it it created a new wealth of like comedy cliches that had not existed until then, you know? Like yeah. all of that, like, I don't know. I can't even explain it too hard, but he was just, to call him an anti-hero is not even accurate. He was just like not a hero at all. He was just a... <laughs> so you write then so, so yeah. you, you would do you would do a movie you would go film oh my god it would be so fun to write a movie I've written yeah. kids television oh, mostly okay. you know in, cool. in Canada that was career started for me like six years ago cool a show called Odd Squad mm-hmm. it's won some Emmys what was it about um, Odd Squad is still on oh, and it's it? about a team of kids Odd Squad that <laughs> solve odd happenings in town. It's kind of like the X-Files, but all kids, kids, and there is a math bent to it, and it's very funny. It's created by these guys, uh, well, Tim Tim McKeon, and um, oh my god, Adam, uh, these two American dudes who worked on different shows, and Mm -hmm. uh, they just, it's just got a great sense of humor, and it really is very popular, and I'm so proud I wrote uh, five of those. Cool. Yeah, and I wrote on a show called The Day My Butt Went Psycho. <laughs> My first job was Babar. So, Babar. Yeah, well, not like... Trust me, I wasn't writing, like, come-to-life 1930s drawings of elephants. <laughs> I was draw- I was writing... It was called the Babar and the Adventures of Badu, and I think it was, like, his grandkid okay. and his friends, and it was all, like, CG, so... All right. It was terrifying looking. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Babar, that took me back. Yeah, colonialism. Elephant. French colonialism. That's what it was all about? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I want more work with Babar. But I think it's safe to say that all of our beloved European fixtures like Babar, remember Madeline? Barely. But it was beautiful to look at the cover of Madeline. She yeah. was like, I think she lived in a nunnery or something. Yeah. <laughs> like she was like an orphan who lived in a nunnery. They... But it was beautiful. The art was beautiful. Oh, wait. I was going to say, did they make that into a movie? But they made Matilda into it. Which was Roald Dahl, which is a whole other level of yeah. masochistic children's writing. You know, <laughs> sadomasochistic. Very violent to others. It was not masochistic. I loved it. I loved Roald Dahl. I was like, and James I James and the Giant Peach. Sure. Did you ever read that one? I read it when I was a kid, but it's like his. It's kind of an adult book, or it's like a. It's about grow, growing up in like nineteen twenties England. It, what's it called? It's called Boy. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's I It's called read Boy. It. It's like a, basically about being caned. <laughs> I, they, do you remember that most Roald Dahl books? Well, there's like the ones that are pretty much 
very chill. Like James and Giants Peach, I believe, is very chill. I don't it's think chill, any... but it's weird as hell. It it becomes chill once he gets to the peach. And there's like, just so much caning. That's what I'm trying to say. All of these books had no, caning. Wasn't, wasn't in them. he? Yeah, he, he he lived in a shitty situation, and so everybody peach, was caning like, kids all the time. Away. You know, <laughs> it's like, hey, it made for great literature. Later. Well, and it lasted for so long <laughs> that here we are in like the nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties, reading these books, being like, that's how is that even normalized? You know, yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah. British people, what they put themselves through is wild. <laughs> they have they they do have an amazing culture. There's no getting around it, but they are, they hurt themselves. They have the class system. They dominate. Wait, caste system or class, class system? system. Oh, okay. you know, it's, it's, and the, but they work hard. I mean, you know, I don't know wait, what I'm doing so here. Am I trying to argue for the British Columbia? I'm not wait, doing that. I, I have a question because <laughs> you grew up in Canada. Yes. And so then you had Canadian money mm-hmm. and the queen was always on your money, right? Yeah. Uh, when was the first time you saw a dollar and then you were like, probably like, what the hell is this? An American dollar? Yeah. It was in the credits for the show, uh, How to Make It in America. It was like, I need a dollar, a dollar. And I'd watch it. I'd never see- no, that's not true. And it wasn't really a joke. I don't know. It fell in between the cracks. But um, the... Uh, uh, I went to New Jersey for a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. Think um, in 1980, whatever year Critical Condition by Richard Pryor came out, uh-huh. it was around then because okay. I remember seeing an ad for it in mm-hmm. New Jersey. So that was probably the first time. I mean, I also saw it in movies, you know. So yeah, like, oh yeah. So, but I can't remember the first movie I saw, American <laughs> movie that had money in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Muppet movie. Maybe. Are there dollars in the Muppet movie? Probably. Are there dollars in... It was probably, like, early on, because I feel like Disney had a lot of cartoons that would be, like, a bunch of goofies making it rain. All the green green money. Like, wouldn't it be, like, Goofy Goofy is a businessman, and he's got to make the money, you know? Like, that was... Wasn't that something? Where, like, Bugs Bunny cartoons might have had money in them? Yeah, probably. But it would have, like... You know, Elmer Fudd's head and I don't know why. So yeah. yeah. So all growing That's up. when I first when was the first time you saw Canadian money? Have you ever seen it? Yes. Uh <clears throat> I was I was I guess shocked. Just like because I didn't expect it. On the back of one of them there's people playing hockey on yeah, we like, like to have our pursuits, you know. <laughs> but it, like, it's cool and admirable. Mm-hmm. It just it it took me by surprise. Yeah, we've got the loon, you know, the but, like like nice birds. But and you know what? Beavers. I'd rather and have moose. like a beautiful scene of people playing hockey than a building. Sometimes a building yeah. is boring. Yeah, you don't want. I don't, we don't have too many. We have some buildings on some of them, but mostly it's like a beaver. That's the nickel. The dime is just like. It just has like a sailboat on it. It has like a tall ship on it. Because <laughs> uh, why not? But we have figures. Like, you know, we have uh, Queen Elizabeth is on our money, yeah. which is like, it's so dumb. Wait, the current, no. Yeah. The current queen. Yeah, there's, Queen Victoria is on some as well, but definitely Queen Elizabeth is on the $20 bill. What happens if, well. When she passes? Yeah. 
I don't know. It doesn't go out of circulation. I think you just add the new queen to a new right and then currency would, at then some the point. The new money would just be. But who even like, becomes king? What happens? I, I think, the royal family is very confusing to me. At this I point. think when the queen dies, Kate Middleton and whoever the, the son she married. Oh, uh, not Harry, but the other guy will rise up. What's that? Isn't the, the other son's Prince name? Prince Henry? No. Harry? No, Harry's the younger one. William? William. Yeah, Prince William. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we did it. Good. <laughs> we solved it. Good. And he's going to be king and she'll be queen. Wow. And queen Kate. <laughs> yeah. Well, so he'll be the first patriarch in ages. Yeah. Because the Philip and guy somehow he, isn't king, does right? Does he get a scepter? No. Well, yeah, probably. And then does he, like, Bash. Like, rule with an iron fist and, yeah, like, hit people with the scepter? I don't think there's any ruling for them to do anymore. <laughs> My friend told me the most insane, boring Queen Elizabeth fact the other day. What is it? She doesn't really care about fine food. She'll just eat whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that boring? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, if somebody was born in like 1930 or whenever she was born, I just definitely assume that they don't like, they don't eat food food. the same way. Yeah, it's like, it's food, I'll eat it. I'm grateful Food only started getting interesting when, you know, they started serving burgers on those shiny buns, you know, Like, like, you know what I mean? Like the sweet shiny bun? Yeah. That's yeah. like 10 years ago. Before that, food yeah. was like, basically take it or leave it. I mean, sesame seed bun, that was that was always a, a heavy hitter. But it's not <laughs> special. Yeah, what is a sesame seed? Uh, you, know, you know that uh, Mitch Hedberg bit? Uh, what does he go or like? like uh, sesame. Oh, yeah. What is this? It's from <laughs> Open Sesame, right? He's making a joke about Open Sesame, right? Is it? Open says me. But then he's like, sesame... What is a ses? I know a sesame is a seed, but what is a sesame? Like, what does it grow into? What does it grow into? Yes, that's so funny. <laughs> and a poppy. Doesn't a poppy seed become like an opium plant? Might, maybe. Think about it. Hey. <laughs> get get creative out there. <laughs> so, who are some of the? By the way, I like that I'm just staring at your floss stick. Just in front of me. Oh yeah, I use that to um, push weed through the uh, grinder when I, after I grind oh, it up. That's nice. Yeah. You like weed. Yeah, I love it. You like weed. You like pop culture. You like gaming. Mm-hmm. You like role playing games. Yeah. What's your favorite role playing game? Live action. Role playing game. What edition? D and D. I I was started on fourth edition. I was I, not even. I gave up on second. <laughs> Third, I kind of started checking into. I, I, I was started in fourth edition, and I've played fifth edition, and I love both. But I, I think the next time I play, I'm going to play fifth edition. You ever try second edition? No. AD&D? Yeah. Second edition. There's right. AD&D, AD&D, and, there's right? AD&D uh-huh. Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. That's like the weird... That's the Gary Gygax shit that was like... That's basically the original... Dungeon that, Dragons. That brings, like, a lot of rules. There's, like, a lot of roles and a lot of things to... And the second one, second edition, was, like, a somewhat more streamlined version of that. Uh-huh. The second edition, I think, was the one where they in- introduced the Thacko. Okay. Do you know what that is? Mm, I don't think so. To hit AC0. It's basically just uh, the opposite uh, of armor class. 
Okay. So it's like armor class number is like how much you can <laughs> you can avoid things the lower it is. Right. So if you have a Thacko of 18, you need to roll 18 or higher to hit AC 0. So if someone has AC 5, you need to roll a 13 to hit them. Thacko. Oh, so, so that's your, like Monstrous Compendium. Your Thacko would combine with their uh, AC. AC yeah. to make a, a number that you had to hit. Basically, yes. Cause with the D20. Okay. Yeah. So it just, it, they just probably made, found a, it made you concentrate more on the math of it all. To, yes. To be like, this is how it exactly would be. I, I think that like 80s to 90s Dungeons and Dragons was like a real, um, what would you call it? Like a magnet for people whose brains needed to understand that things worked because of math and that numbers were important. You know, and and um, yeah, it was also always an escape. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I have only played D and D for like maybe four years, five years, or something. But and that may be overshooting. But uh, I'm like, wow. There's so many characters I want to play. Mm-hmm. There's so many um, DMings that I want to DM. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, Do you DM normally? I have this um, world that I started drawing. Hold on. Nope, it's not there. I don't know where it is. Oh, it's right here. This world. So here's the whole section that you can see, and then this right. is like a zoomed in. Oh, wait. Right. The other way. This is the whole thing. This is zoomed in. Right. Ellingville. Eltingville. Eltingville, yeah. Isn't it always disappointing when you have to say the name you come up with? <laughs> 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 I have that so often in role-playing games. I had a car- a ranger whose name was Lurkin Spearshot. Yeah? Fun to read. <laughs> then he's saying Lurkin. Hmm. But, uh, I had a wizard. Lurkin. This, this wizard, Geldrick yeah. the Good Underwood. Yeah, that's good. But especially Geldrick. Geldrick, but then, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I played Dungeons & Dragons. The first time I ever played it, I didn't even play it. I Well, I, it wasn't even really Dungeons & Dragons. It was like, I was at some sort of a camp event in like 1988. So I was eight years old, maybe nine years old. Observing no, people playing? No, I was with these two kids. <laughs> and one of them was like, you want to play Dungeons & Dragons? I was like, yeah, okay. He's like, all right. You guys, you're in touch. There were no dice. He was just like, you're in touch. You want to go left? You want to go right? And he's like, oh, you want to go left? Like, it was just basically like a... But, s- but it can be that. Like, But there was no stats. There was yeah, no real yeah. characters. But anyway, I loved it. And then I got the... Um, in a very simple day, it can be that. Yes, yeah. On that day, it definitely was that. And it yeah. made me... It, that was the same day I found out about the Batman comic called A Death in the Family, mm. where they killed Jason Todd, the the, the uh, Robin. Okay. So that was a little bit... Kind of took me out of childhood a little bit to find out that they could kill <laughs> a super your trusty sidekick. <laughs> blow him up. Then you have to hold him. Did you do? Did you get comics weekly? Uh, starting in like two, starting in probably. Yeah, I probably got them weekly, but I don't think it was until 2010 or 2011 that I started. Maybe when I was nine years old that I started. I got Mad magazines almost weekly, uh-huh. starting from when I was probably like, honestly, six, seven. Mm-hmm. Like I was really into them. 
this. And I was really into science fiction, and I was really into uh, uh, reading for whatever reason. And uh, and I love Star Wars. Reading's good. I don't do enough of it anymore. Same here. Well, I I've never been a big reader because I'm slow at it. Yeah. And it frustrates me. Yeah. But also sometimes reading makes me tired. And so I'll That's start... why people read before bed. <laughs> so I'll start reading. It's good. So I'll start reading and then I'm like, no, I can't fucking fall asleep again during this chapter. Fuck. Oh. Right. <laughs> so you're so humiliated by the idea that it might not. I humiliate myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I still read like Ready Player One and Armada. Those are the last two books I read. Well, let me suggest some books to you. A Song of Ice and Fire. Game of Thrones. By George R. R. Martin. They're like a thousand pages long. <laughs> they have tons of unnecessary detail. Do you like Game of Thrones? I love Game of Thrones. You should read A Song of Ice and Fire. The depth know. that it goes into. It's so long, though. The depth that it goes into. <laughs> you would love it, trust me, because you'll follow along until about book four. And then book four through f- and four and five because I don't think six is out yet. Books four and five are legitimately, you'll read them and be like, okay, I think I know what happened. Then you'll read what happened on like the internet, and you'll be like, oh, that happened? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, it's it's a good read. And the fact that you already kind of know the story will make it uh, more pleasant for you to read. It, and then go backwards. A smoother, a smoother read, probably. Here's some more suggestions. Read uh, Fafford and the Grey Mouser by Fritz Lieber. What is that? Those those are <laughs> you collection- made that up just now. I could never make up those <laughs> series of words. Fafford and the Gray Mouser, set in the mythical city of Lankmar, <coughs> which was actually one of the first comics I got. My my dad had a friend named Ray who, who would give me remaindered comics with no front page Whoa. all the time, and um, for you know it was so nice of him and. Um, Fafford and the... there was a Fafford and the Gray Mouser adaptation for 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 uh, Marvel for for Marvel uh-huh. that was drawn, possibly also written by uh, Mike Mignola. Okay, who you know who that is? I've he heard, did like Hell, Hellboy and okay. he did a really good Wolverine and Savage Land uh, graphic novel years ago. He's a great great cool. illustrator and. Um, and uh, it was so cool. And then <coughs> this guy, Fritz Lieber, was like a 1940s through 70s sci-fi fantasy writer. And it's just a story about these two friends who live in the city of thieves called Lankmar. And each, he did about seven books. And they are all just short stories. Yeah. So, you know, like maybe about six short stories per book. So all about these two buddies adventuring around this crazy world. Fafford and the Great Mouser. Yeah, really cool books. And then... Dragonlance was huge for me. Cool. Very. Uh, a dragon is the main character. No. A a a knight. Dragonlance is famous because it was pretty much a guy named Lance is the main no, character. No, no, no. The dragons are involved. <laughs> Lances are involved. It's called Dragonlance because there literally is something called a Dragonlance. So you don't need to keep guessing. But so it no was, one's named Lance. It was the first series of books that actually. <laughs> That actually came out of a Dungeons and Dragons campaign oh, that was cool. played by like the original Dungeons and Dragons second edition people. So Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman and Gygax wasn't involved at that point, but uh-huh. there was David. Zeb- I, there were all these people playing the game. So have you have you heard about? Sorry to interrupt real quick, but 
Have you heard about any of those documentaries that have been are being made about Dungeons him? and Dragons? Yeah. No, I'd love to see them. Because there was one on Kickstarter that I backed, but then they were running into legal trouble or something because there's another documentary that's also Wizard, coming out. Wizards or of the Coast or something. Yeah, some some yeah. kind of legal thing, and I was like, damn it! Like I got emotional in the trailer. Like I I wanted to see that I'm, movie. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you. You know how people are like they go retro gaming all the time now. Everyone loves NES. Everyone I don't know if everyone loves, but it, people play NES games still. People play Sega Genesis still. They yeah. play Super Nintendo still. Vintage role playing games are the craziest things ever, and they are so stats oriented because they basically came out of um, you know this is a period of time where computer programming was in its infancy, right? Yeah. So there really wasn't computer gaming to do. Video games were not sophisticated, yeah. so they to me they came out of war gaming. Like you can still get games like that where you're basically doing these long, almost along the lines of Risk, but much more sophisticated. Uh-huh. You know, um, your tanks will have stats. Or... A lot of times they'll be based on military campaigns that actually happened. Like I remember playing one at my friend's dad's bachelor pad uh in like the 80s that was like whatever lord admiral nelson whatever battles he did in britain you know on wow. with ships and stuff yeah. so people would do in world war Two, uh you know <laughs> so one so someone could win who didn't win before and i think that those rule systems you know uh, had a huge impact on the rules of dungeons and dragons and had a on the combat systems wow. and uh also uh also just sort of begat like Warhammer and, and yeah, you know, yeah. so <laughs> I'm, will, I'm very open, willing to talk. And then there were all these crazy games because the, the, the I've never played Warhammer. Have you played? Not really. No, yeah. I didn't do Space Hulk or Warhammer. I didn't really like the games that were like combat specific. I like yeah. the ones that had stories. Story. Yeah. The fun of D&D and, is that yeah. it's like there's so and much And you make a personal... And... Also, I think those ones like you, you never, re- you never really character. made a character. You would just be like, here is your like battalion. Yeah. And it would be like I wasn't as interested in that so yeah. much as like, here's our ragtag gang. Yeah. You know? Let's go fight mm. monsters in our minds. But that was also <laughs> the vintage era of... Uh, you know, up until the 80s was like this vintage era for fantasy and sci-fi. You yeah. know? And speculative fiction, and uh, and that was when it was still considered um, to to an extent to be like contemporary, maybe not literature, but definitely like a little bit high end. D and D. No, like fantasy and science fiction ideas. Oh, okay. You know, like like Starship Troopers, like was Last based Starfighter. on a book. Well, that's getting into nostalgia shit. <laughs> but Last Starfighter, I definitely loved when I was a kid, yeah. and his stupid reptile friend. <laughs> Right? You're the reptile friend? Didn't something bad happen to the reptile friend? I forget. There's well, enemy yeah, mine. I, There's enemy mine. Oh, that movie's so messed up. I had a long conversation about that recently. I can't remember why. Like, I picked that movie. Why would you do this to me? Enemy Mine is one of those movies that you see when you're, like, relatively young and you're just like, what's the name of that podcast? How did this get made? <laughs> but it's not like... Thank you for. I feel like I didn't deserve that level of, of response. No, I've heard that podcast. It's I've, a, it's a yeah, good one. but I don't think you even do that. Like, Enemy Mine is kind of a quality movie in a crazy way, 
But it's like such a weird story that it just is well, there, story. Okay. Eh? Who's, the, who's the human? Um, it's Dennis. Dennis Quaid? Yeah. And Dentist. Who played the Quaid. alien? Luke Gossett Jr. Okay. Yeah. I do not know who played the son. And he's like injured behind enemy lines and the alien helps him. Behind enemy mines. <laughs> No, they're not even behind enemy mines. There are these two people. I think he's like chasing down Lugasa Jr. or vice versa. And they both wind up crash landing somehow on essentially a deserted planet or burned out star. And they have to stay. Well, it was a space fight. Yeah, there. I'm pretty sure because I think that's why we watched the movie because there was a space fight at the <laughs> You know what I mean? And then they land, and then they're both fucked, and they're like fighting each other. But they're like, we don't have anything else to do. And then they're we have to get along. To and get then Lugasa Junior's pregnant, and oh yeah, you know, true. then he, he passes away in pregnancy. I'm sorry, I ruined the movie for you. Yeah, you're 30 years too late on that yeah, one. Yeah, but um, 40 maybe 50. And then <laughs> somehow they get saved, and I don't know. It's maybe it's like that movie, uh, Place in the Beyond the Pines. I haven't seen it. That's good. But you know where, like, something happens with someone's parents and then the children or, you know. Yeah. What would you do if your son was at home? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why I just broke into that. You know that song? No. But when you said, what would you do, I was immediately went to, what would you do? Oh, what I say? Joe Cocker. R.I.P. Yeah. 2015. Wow. Everyone's talking about 2016. People died in 2015, too. I know. Well, they're dying every year. But a lot of, like, fucking fuck 2016. Have yep. you watched that John Oliver? <laughs> Where he's like, fuck fucking 2016! Yeah. Fuck it! It's not good! <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's the one. And by the way! <laughs> and by the way! That's why this man. Can't even, shouldn't even be our president. Uh, isn't it sad that we're like watching these shows where people are like saying stuff that we agree with and like nobody who disagrees is being swayed in the slightest? <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what stresses They're me just out the most. Emboldened and angrier and angrier. This fucking shit with this America right now is such <clears throat> bullshit. It's like you understand why there was so much bland art relative to how it is now in like the 50s through the fucking 70s because it's like they weren't they were not trying to like be part of any kind of you know foment anything yeah <laughs> you know oh, and now man. it's just all people being like like when Amy Schumer's like like vote Trump guys don't be stupid just vote Trump and it's like or don't vote Trump don't you know don't vote Trump that's stupid and it's like you know it's good that we're putting it out there but it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like, like something didn't work in that in that delivery system. Dude, you know? D- uh, Dan Harmon was talking about it on Harmontown, and he was like, he goes, he goes, listen, he was like, we all know that uh, Hillary's probably Hillary's probably gonna win, and then he goes, but then there was all these commercials, and he's like, I imagined. People like coming home from a job where they like worked really hard all day and came right. home to their wife, and then they live in like Kansas or some shit. And uh-huh. then this commercial comes on that's like, 
don't vote for Trump. <laughs> You're anyway, stupid if you vote for Trump. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Meanwhile, Hollywood. Anyway, I don't know. It's just all. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's all too much. It's crazy. What else do you want to know? Um, what is your favorite part about doing stand-up? Uh, <laughs> I guess like connecting with the audience, just like having a just a moment of feeling like we're all on the same page. Yeah, because you know. You do that, you just follow that up. Like, you ask for a place to stay. You know, they want to help you. <laughs> so I just want help. You gotta, you gotta make friends with the audience because yeah. then you can like, stay at their, stay their place. At their place. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and you know, the idea that you're making people happy is obviously, you know, yeah, a good thing. Yeah. You know, simple stuff like that. Yeah, it's. It's 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 also it's been so crazy lately because of the, um, because of the the win because of the win on election Tuesday. Have you been to a bunch of comedy shows? Um, I I've never seen you outside of this home. <laughs> I I've I've been going out less because because you have cane. a weekly show. Yeah, I've been going out less because of the cane, but and you, I need to just. It just sucks because when I'm when I'm out, I should be working. Because I have very little money. I have very little money as well. And so I've got Postmates, so I can deliver for Postmates. Oh, I see. So you're saying in all of your spare time, you should be rebuilding the financial entity that yeah. is Doug. I have no business not working Well, right that's now. a very intelligent <laughs> viewpoint, but I'd like to argue the opposite, which is who cares? No, I know who cares, <laughs> but like when your money situation gets to my point, like... I have creditors call me, calling me every day. Like I have uh, credit cards and loans that are maxed out, and I just have been ignoring. Oh just yeah. For months and months and months. Like it's yeah, that's it's trouble. to the point where it's like I think I'm gonna file bankruptcy. You can do that. Yeah. That's so lucky. But I can't afford to do it yet. Oh, you need to actually it have costs money. Costs like three hundred something dollars to to say, hey, uh, federal government. I know I borrowed all this money from these credit cards, but Sorry, I can't pay it back. And then they go, that's fine. They go, all right, but it fucks your credit for like seven years. And I'm like, I don't care. I, at right. this point, you're like, I, I want, care. I'm not going to buy a home in or get a card, right? That's the thing <laughs> that you get a credit card for a while, right? Right. And I'm working off of real money right now. That's Just good. anything that's real. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I've had a very financially uh, a disastrous uh, almost two years, you know. And then, even though there have been there's some work, you know, but it's, uh, I moved here, you know. Yeah. And uh, so that was a huge shift. And I can only legally do certain jobs here. So I'm kind of uh, out of luck, you know, yeah. in terms of. But, the you know, so after coming here in January, traveling back and forth somewhat until May, in the last few months, it's felt like I'm kind of getting my hustle back and I'm... But it's really hard. And it's really hard to, you know, the thing that sucks about financial difficulty is uh, you wind up becoming inherently self-absorbed, right? Because you're like, what the fuck? What am I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm in trouble. I got to figure this out. 
or else everything's ruined for me. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's nice. It's a, you know, it's like a luxury of not of having money that you actually can kind of go, I'd like to mow this old man's lawn right now for nothing. <laughs> as, as all of our wealthy friends do, you know. It's a pretty common one. Yeah, to mow the oldies lawn. You know? <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so I really do understand your your uh, circumstances. What about Uber? Again, cane? No, not cane, but car money. Oh, it costs money to join Uber. Or to oh no no I can't do Uber because my car is two years ah uh, yeah, yeah yeah past the cutoff. So 98, yeah. it has to be 2,000 or newer. Right, yeah. Well, can't you just do a new one? Dugger? It's just you? Is this <laughs> Dugber? You? Dugber? Duber? Duber. Duber! What about D-O-U-B-R? D-O-O-B-E-R. Well, then you're probably going to get investigated pretty soon. No, man. Because all I do is drive around and not sell people weed. <laughs> I just give it to them. There's all... It's legal. Uh, I looked into Prop 64 before I voted for it. I read yeah. all of it mm -hmm. over uh, over a course of like a couple of days on bid chat and, uh -huh. then, and then one time on the podcast. You read it aloud. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that I could really process what it was right. that I was voting for. Is there bad stuff? There's some stuff where I was like, eh, but there was most of the stuff where I was like, It's a good proposition. Good. Yeah. Um, and it's legal fully now. Yeah, it's legal to give someone weed if you are 21 years or over. And to buy weed. Not yet. But they're going to institute their own, like a licensed system. Right. Yeah, th that's sales. already in place, and like people are like, people are getting licenses. I think right now. So there's no middlemen anymore. The doctors <laughs> are not going to be a problem soon. Well, what it what it's gonna do is it's gonna work like alcohol does. So there's there's bars, there's mm -hmm. liquor stores, there's gonna be like weed lounges and shit. And there's but, gonna but be. But there's not hookah lounges. Those were just outlawed. Really? I think so. I still see them. I feel like there was like a thing. Maybe that's in Toronto that I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, there's also gonna be weed shops that are gonna pop up, and it'll be like a liquor store, but for weed. Mm -hmm. So because it's recreational. It's going to cost you a little bit more. If you're mm -hmm. using it for medicinal purposes, you're not going to get the extra tax that... So you show a card. Right. So I am I just renewed my my recommendation this month. And that's important because they're going to change drastically over the next year, probably. Well, not just because of that. Like, I do use it for... My, my lower back is fucked. Yeah. And also, my arms and legs are both... Well. Are all four... I'm very sorry your body is in the state it's in. In pain. Yeah, it's That's weird. a hard thing. You're in pain. You have you're you're broke. No no wonder fantasy is such a big part. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there I'm like, with Let's you, play though. board games in D and D because I don't want to live in this world right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like Ooh. I need to take a break. Ooh. Well, that was I also think that the Trump <laughs> Trump victory kind of had a thing where I was like every, everybody's like Shit! What the hell am I doing with my life? Yeah, <laughs> you know? shit! This actually happened. What the fuck? But you know, it, it's gonna be okay. You can bat. You know, you just you just close your door, forever. <laughs> Stock some food. 
Get it. Get a nice virtual reality system. You got all kind. You got gyromite over here. You I got do. I do. Bionic Commando, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never beat that game. It was really hard. The last boss is Hitler. Really? Bionic oh, Commando. I didn't mean to spoil that for you. No, that's you? all right. Yeah, the boss at the end of, of Bionic Commando of all games is Hitler for some reason. Awesome. I want to kill it's Hitler. so crazy. But I think it's like a cyber Hitler of some type. I don't really remember. Do you have well, Mega Man 2? Yeah. Great game. Mega I've Man never been two, able to beat Mega, Mega Man, Man 2. Three, Mega I would Man always get, 6? I couldn't beat the last Wily. Mega Man 6. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah, that was the last one on NES. Oh, you know what? There's People, like nobody, nobody pack, talks about this. Rush the, the, the best part of a video game system is the last generation of games made for that system. They're always Cause using they, cause they, the highest level of the system's capability. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the last Sega Master System games are mostly Genesis ports, uh-huh. and they did a, do such great jobs. And then Nintendo, you know, they the problem with Nintendo Entertainment System was the graphics were just not amazing a yeah. lot of the time yeah. but like they had a very flat feel to them you know mm-hmm. but uh but some of those last generation nes games are really cool like the, especially the super sequel mario ones. 3 super mario 3 uh that was very dimensional it was a play yeah all of the stuff was yeah. like bolted down yeah super mario 3 is incredible yeah uh and yeah mega man 6 and 5 and 4 and and uh Trying to think of Capcom games from that, I can't re- really think of too many. More. Um, uh, uh, Contra. Well, well, yeah, but I don't know if there was another. Contra was an early was Super one. Super C. But that was Super Nintendo. Anyway, uh, was it? yeah, I Battletoads. Those are game. That was a game that yeah. used a lot of the capabilities yeah. of the Super uh, of the normal Nintendo. Yeah. You know. Oh, but, Ninja Turtles two. Yeah, Ninja Turtles 2, and uh, and then SNES, like the last period Super Nintendo games of like Star Fox and, yeah. you know, uh, Kirby even. Like yeah. those are very high level games. Kirby you know, was great. Wing dude. Commander port to Super Nintendo. <laughs> the last era of Genesis, and of course Earthbound, another amazing late Super Nintendo game. The late Genesis games that are really amazing. You got Fantasy Star 4 is a classic for Golden the ages. Golden Axe. 3, Golden Axe 3 is amazing. I haven't played um, three. I think I've only played the first one. Three and because I never had a Sega. Golden Axe two and three are like so amazing. They're so much better than the first Golden Axe. Because well, Golden Axe one is just cool because it's like the first game that's like feels like it's like that where you're like fighting goblins and yeah. but it's like side scrolling multi you know like up like like Streets of Rage. So style. kind of like um um um. Oh, I was gonna say Gauntlet, but no, like like Streets of Rage. More like Streets or, of Rage, yeah. Or Double Dragon. Yeah. Like, or those uh. You know, I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a major key right now, as DJ Khaled would say. I have to pee, so I might have to just stop doing the podcast. But I'm I'm gonna give you a major key before I leave, okay. and that is a website called game-oldies.com. Okay. And they have all of the systems. They used to have Do a. Do they have ROMs? It's it's a, it's a, a, a flash uh, online emulators of all of the systems, oh. including arcades. And Capcom. Can I play with a USB controller? I'm sure you can, yeah. Ooh. And, uh... I have a USB NES controller. Yeah, I mean, it depends, but it's also keyboard, and it's pretty easy to do a lot of them. The problem is, it used to have an ability to actually save the games, uh-huh. which was, like, insane. Yeah. So, because I was playing... 
But, safe state. But I think... Pe- File, safe state. Well, it, it was actually, you know, because it was all online, yeah. you know, it was just like... Uh, um, but but, but uh, they kind of abandoned the website, so I think it's going to slowly degrade. But, but so some of the ROMs don't work anymore, but uh-huh. most of them do. And uh, it's just a great source. You can play, like, all the Dungeons & Dragons side-scrolling games by Capcom. Do you ever play those? No. Castle of... Uh, Tower of Doom and another one. Really fun. Very Golden yeah. Axe style. NES? No, they're arcade. Whoa. And you can play them on this game. They were in arcades. Stand-up games. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, they were good. D&D. Or the X-Men one. That was a really good one. Yeah. It was, like, six players. The X-Men one was awesome. Yeah, with three or four screens yeah that was really great the one um 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 oh do you remember captain america and the avengers of course yeah oh. x-men is oh. like an extension of america that. still needs your help and you know what's a one that's even better than I captain america <laughs> there's, there's a punisher one that i'd never played before that is also on that website that's really cool Ooh, yeah punisher yeah i don't know if i played that no i i don't think i played that either i mean there are so many arcade games and when you think about how how easy it would be to like never find out that there was an arcade game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like yeah. a big box in a store near you. Yeah, like You'd have it's to go random. Somewhere you have to go so many different places to find yeah. arcade games. Yeah. Did you ever play? Um, fuck. What is it? Captain Commando. Yeah, that was a good game. Captain was Commando was really game. cool. Tiger Road was a really weird Capcom game. Karnov. Uh, uh, Shinobi in the arcade is a total classic. Oh, Shinobi. Yeah, that's on that website. Ninja Gaiden. The arcade Ninja Gaiden is so different than the NES Ninja Gaiden. Did yeah. you ever play the arcade Ninja Gaiden? I don't think so. It's just just a totally different vibe. Clunkier. You know, clunkier, but not as frustrating. Like oh, Ninja so Gaiden better. is so frustrating that you just don't want to keep jump, playing. Jump, jump, jump. At one right. at one left point, right. when you're at like level six, you're just I was just like I can't keep doing this. Every time I would rent it, <laughs> I never beat it. But it was the only game I ever had that had like cinemas at the time, like like a story that had like cool oh, graphics right. and drawings. Yeah. Golgo Thirteen is another one that has those, and the Mafat Conspiracy. The Golgo Thirteen. Golgo Golgo. Golgo 13 G-O-L-G-O 13 What's It's based on one about? of the earlier Animes that Was Japanese But American people saw It's about A really Rough and tumble James Bond But He's a murderer <laughs> Style uh, I think he was a secret agent Okay Golgo 13 And that's, that's who his, you're going after You are Golgo 13 Oh I forget his name And uh, You're just this tough ass dude Okay. It's a cool game. Cool. Did you ever play River City Ransom? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was, that was a great game. Yeah. That was by uh, Tato, I, I, I believe. I haven't the, beaten the Double Dragon people. I haven't beaten the game, but like I, I've enjoyed all of that I've played on ROMs. I think. Yeah, they also that company that made Do- Double Dragon and River City Ransom also made a dodgeball game. Yeah, I've played that yeah. so many times. Is it fun? We rented it from Blockbuster. Yeah. Game game. Hollywood. Doug, Hollywood I have to video? pee. Oh, right, right, right. I probably have to go. Okay. I'm so sorry. Well, wait, listen. Uh, <laughs> sorry for, for making you hold your pee. It's okay. And thank you for doing this. Yeah. Do you want to plug everything? Plug okay, your stuff. Let's talk about Where it. Where can people find you? Theflans.com. F L A N S. Theflans.com. Twitter.com slash theflans. Mm-hmm. My album, Wiped Privilege, will be av- available. December 16th, digitally, and I'm having an album release party December 8th in Los Angeles at a venue called Night Gallery. 
Nice. Follow me on Twitter for the info. <laughs> My first album's called I'm Here All Week. It's available on iTunes. <laughs> what else? Anything else? Your bid chat. My bid chat is Nick Flanagan. Follow I him on BidChat. I mean, I haven't used it yet, but follow me on Big. Ch- I did one. I'll, I'd like to do more. Follow him and me on BidChat. And if you if Tip you follow hard. him on BidChat, then maybe he'll do some more. Yes. Follow me on BidChat, maybe I'll do more. And uh, <laughs> my band, Wrong Hole. Wrong uh, Hole? Yeah. We're <laughs> wronghole.bandcamp.com. We have an album called 2012. Look into it. <laughs> Dope. Thank well, you. Well, this has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and... Nick Flanagan.